welcome to the Expand Her podcast with myself, Sarah Louise Sutton. I am an intuitive life and business coach, and it is my sole purpose to help you unearth and claim your sole purpose. With myself and special guests, you'll be hearing about all things intuition, guidance, channeling, manifesting, healing, and energetics, and how you can use all of these things to not only create a magical and expanded life, but also to create a successful, heart-centered, purposeful business, doing exactly what your soul came here to do. Thank you so much for being here with me today, and it is from my heart to yours that I am sending you so much love. Hello, welcome to a brand new episode of the Expander podcast. And this is a new episode in the Expander series, which is this mini series that I am doing to bring to you beautiful conversations with other solopreneurs that have made it in their business. They are smashing it. And it's just a chance for you to hear their stories, their struggles, their advice, and hopefully get inspired and expanded by them and their stories. Now, in this episode, I'm speaking to the beautiful Adriana. Adriana is an intuitive mindset and business coach. And not only that, but she is magical beyond words. She is so tapped into her guides, her intuition. And I cannot wait for you to hear from her, hear her stories and to receive her beautiful energy. So welcoming into the podcast, Adriana. Thank you, my love. And you're tuning in from Melbourne, if I just said that right. I yes, said that right, but did. that's where you are, I mean. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and then hopefully you're coming to Bali soon as well. We were just discussing this before before going live. So hopefully you fingers, are. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I can finally meet you and be oh, no. reunited oh, with no. all my best. <laughs> oh my gosh, Bali is waiting so much for you. I I can feel it. Um, so welcome to the podcast. I would just, I guess to get started, love to hear what work you're doing now, like where you are currently in your work as of right now, and then we can go from where you've been before. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, so currently I am working as a intuitive business and mindset coach and it's interesting we're talking about this just before it's been such a evolution to get here and I think I always remind myself that I don't need to it's allowed to change and I don't need to know everything all the time Um, but at the moment um, really focusing on intuitive business and the inner workings of our business so what is happening from our past from our conditioning from our parents that are affecting either jumping into a business or growing our business. And then the spiritual side, working with guides, working with our intuition, and then the practical side of business, actually understanding how to run a business and get work done. (laughs) So then like that whole side as well. And it's all packaged into a delicious little situation. (laughs) Parcel. only could see what I did in that (laughs) yeah she was showing a parcel type (laughs) shape so yeah that is what I currently do and I I love it I adore it it's really evolved like I said over time and I'm excited to see where it takes me and next and just getting to work with beautiful people on different things all the time so Mm. feel very blessed for it's evolved too yeah and you just touched upon it but you just mentioned working with guides and and intuition and the magic that is around us how do you kind of incorporate that into the business coaching like how does that work with it yeah so about the magic so (laughs) (laughs) I feel you I'm always like reminding the clients of magic your magic your magic (laughs) I think for me, it really comes back to, which I feel like is similar for you. Um, And what I noticed that you teach to reminding people, there's no way this should be done. Mm. I've done my work one way, but it doesn't necessarily mean my steps will work for another person. Mm. It means that I want to support 
the person in front of me, just tapping into their own wisdom, their own world, their own inner workings, their own guides, intuition, all of that. So they too can hear, oh, that's what I'm meant to do next. That's what I need. Oh, that's what it feels like when I'm on the path. That's what it feels like when I say no to that bit not being for me. I always use the example of I didn't have a website or a logo for the first 12 plus months of my business. And it was thriving and it was doing great and people were booking sessions and my clients are always like, but I don't have a website, I don't have a logo. I'm like, look, if it's energetically important to you, vibrationally, you need that, go for it. But you don't need anything. What is that kind of inner wisdom sharing with you and how do we keep clearing your, your vessel, your being, so we can keep hearing that and not always looking outside of us for anything. So oh find that. I love that. My body's like, yes, so much. Yes. We've had quite similar. We were just saying before as well, we've had quite similar, um, like how we've got into what we're doing now has been quite similar for us both. Um, And yeah, I just love that you're bringing also that wisdom to your clients and them tapping into it themselves. And oh, the power of that. And just the power of also what you just said, letting go of the need for logo or websites. It, It is something that you know, I hear a lot as well. I'm sure you do that. It is holding people back because they don't have all the right like boxes ticked that you need for a business. But we are also so much more supported than we think we are. And if something is, you know, we're following that guidance, then we're going to be supported in that business yeah. as well. And in it's the results. Strange. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it all. Um, Okay, so we just touched on this and I'm also really excited to hear this story because I haven't actually heard it myself, but I would love to hear what you were doing before you got into this work that you're doing right yeah. now. <laughs> it's, so, it's such an awesome story and it's so funny because we touched on it and we're like, ah, oh, this, is, this is such a cool story. Um, so to many people's surprise, I actually owned a fashion label before this and it was actually a children's wear label so I did um yeah I didn't even mention that for newborn to about size four-ish um kids clothes and it was all organic all made here in Melbourne um and it was this really really it was a beautiful concept I started it when I was 21 I had it for four years uh, and it did quite well. By the end, I was stocked in 45 stores all around the world and, you know, had a beautiful online store and beautiful people who worked with alongside me. And it was so, oh, it, was, oh, it was, God, it was a roller coaster. It was so much fun. It taught me so much about business and it taught me so much about listening to my intuition, even though, to be honest, I didn't really know a lot about it yet at that point in my life. And I actually closed it from an intuitive nudge, almost like those moments where the divine, unquestionably God's source, something higher than you works through you and tells you something. I was lying in bed, I couldn't sleep one night and I just heard this unquestionable voice explain, close the business, this is how you can do it. Mm. I don't know, you don't know what's next and you don't need to know what's next. And it was this absolute blind faith, almost like covered my eyes, jumped on in. Essentially how I got into the business was how I left the business. Not really knowing <laughs> what I was in. Um, and, and that was kind of that. I, I, I closed it. It was a beautiful process. And it led me here to where I am, what I'm doing now. Oh my gosh. I mean, how did you feel though, when you received that guidance? Like, obviously you were attached to your brand though, I would have imagined. I mean, I can only, Um, yeah, I can relate here within spirit. I'm attached. (laughs) So yeah. How did it feel when you heard that? And did you question listening to the guidance or were you just like, nope, the guidance has come in. This has got to happen. Mm, firstly terrified (laughs) (laughs) terrified not gonna lie um (laughs) and there was a moment of questioning it you know there was that practical side of my brain that went in and you know ran all the numbers with my mom tried to really understand it went over all the options 
And no matter where I followed the, the, the knowing, the numbers, the <clears throat> options, no matter who I spoke to mm-hmm. that said, sell it, you'll get more, run it for another 12 months and it'll sell for more, da-da-da. no matter who I spoke to, when I came back to me and to my quiet and to the stillness, it was the same words, do it the way you want to do it, close it, sell everything, sell all product, don't sell the actual business, do it this way, it'll all work mm. out perfectly. And actually what's interesting is I had a, a decent issue, you know, Instagram following at the time and I had a nightmare one night. At the time I was, I was suffering from nightmares, but not so bad. Gosh, I haven't told this story in ages. And I actually was asleep one night and I had this excruciating, scary nightmare. And I was actually dog sitting at the time. And in the dream, I was, you know, working in, I was in a bit of a huff. There was a fire in the dream. I was terrified of fire. The dog that I was dog sitting actually jumped on the bed, put its paw on my heart and then slowly kind of woke me. And I woke up and I almost jolted up. And I was like, <gasps> and in that moment, I heard the, the, that voice just share with me, announce it today, share with everyone today that you're closing the business and you will feel free. And I was like, that feels really scary to tell everyone that this is real, to share with all these people that have been on this journey with me. And I followed the knowing I canceled all my plans that day. Mm-hmm. And I shared, I shared it with my my, at that time, my Instagram following, all the extra people I hadn't told yet. Mm. And I was terrified, but it felt so, the guidance was right. It felt freeing. It created oh. so much space. Oh my gosh. Also, when you were just saying about the nightmare and the dog, I got full on, full on goosebumps. Like powerful. Oh my gosh. I almost forgot that story actually. And I just literally just came back into my awareness and... Yeah, even still gives me that feeling because mm. I remember how young I felt. I mean, it was probably almost three years ago now and I didn't really have a connection with the God source at the time. Mm. But clearly, I mean, I did because that was all happening. Um, but it was just, it was beyond me. You know, it was almost a force yeah. I could not live with. And it's like, you know, for people who are leaving even a nine to five or for people who are leaving one business to the next, it's that same thing. I always describe it as there's always that moment that you have to put the blindfold on and just jump. Mm. And you don't really know if there's going to be enough money. There's going to be another option. What are you going to do next? I had no idea what I was going to do in terms of career next. So pretty, pretty amazing. Pretty powerful. Wow. So wait, you didn't have your coaching business even on the radar when you closed your brand. Whoa. No. So what's actually crazy about that is, it's actually really interesting. I also got this piece of guidance that said, take three months break, three months, meditate, um, travel if you want to, do whatever it is you need, work only three days a week, the maximum, maximum three days a week. And it was very clear at the time I make it sound simple, but it almost sounded random. So, you know, for other people listening, it's remembering that it wasn't like laid out this clear as Mm -hmm. sound. It was still a little bit at random, but I pieced them all together. And then I literally was like, okay, I'm committed to this three months, no extra work, just working, you know, I worked for my brother three days a week, very like admin basic work. Um, The rest of the time I spent meditating and journaling and getting curious about myself. Mm. And I also at the time traveled to Bali, went on a retreat, did all for the first time, did all these amazing (laughs) things. And then through all of that, I kept getting the guidance that I needed to work in service. I was like, okay, it's a service-based business. Cool. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll do business consulting work. My brother was like, you're actually really good at, you're not just like an admin person here. You're really good at this. And then I went to Bali and I got along with the guys that ran the retreat really well. 
And then what happened actually is I was at my admin job and I got a phone call from one of the guys that ran the retreat. And he was like, hey, Joanna, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. What are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, oh, you know, I just thought I'd have a quick chat. And he said, what is your goal in six months' time? What is your vision? Uh, I said, oh, my vision is, you know, I'd love to have a business, thriving, da, da, da. He's like, would you like to be living in Bali? I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah, on that day, everything kind of changed. And he was like, okay, in a month, I would love to pay for your flights to Intrapali, pay for your accommodation, pay for your visa, and have you fly out here to be essentially do PA work and um, coaching work underneath them. And it's like, how does that sound? I was like, great, cool. And that was oh that. Oh my word. And that's how it all started. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I honestly can just really, well, I just really hope that anyone listening is just really feeling like the truth of how powerful our guidance is and just yeah. that you don't have to have it figured out and that we have this magic on tap that tells us what to do, when to do it, how to do it, what not to do. And look where it's led you. I just... I love it so much. Um, okay, so going backwards even more than the fashion brand, because that was still your own company, right? You did mention you were working for someone else before that. So how was that transition and what made you start your own fashion brand? Especially yes. in kidswear, by the way. Yeah, so interesting, right? <laughs> <laughs> um Gosh, it was quite the journey. So I'll go, I'll, go, I'll wind it back a little bit because I feel like it all fits in together. Yeah. Um, when I was 18, my dad passed away and obviously losing a parent is a hugely monumental thing to happen in your life, losing anyone, let alone a parent. And I was meant to be studying fashion at the time and everyone was like, take another gap here, take a gap here. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to jump in. And I studied for two years at TAFE. I don't know what you guys call it, but TAFE here, which is not quite uni, but after high school. Um, mm -hmm. And it was really intensive. So it was really intense. Fashion industry work is intense. And it ended, the course ended when I was 21. And everyone was like, go get a proper you know, fashion job or become a buyer or, or whatever it is. And I was like, no, nah. I literally remember saying to someone, that sounds really lame. <laughs> I think little me. And um, I was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to start my own label. I'm just going to see what happens. And my dad's name was Mick and my mum's best friend who had also passed away was Rosetta. And I was just playing with fabric one day and I was like, hmm, I could make bibs. I'm just going to start making some baby bibs. And then on them, I was like, what could I call them? What could I call this little range? And I got my dad's name and I got Rosetta's name and together I named it Mickey Rose. And it all just made sense. It was all just like, of course. It's, it's Mickey Rose and it evolved. It's kind of, again, intuition, right? It took on a life of its own. And at the time, so I was 21, so I was obviously grieving a really big loss, just started sewing these bibs in my grandma's uh, garage. I started selling them actually at a market of where I was a receptionist. So I was a receptionist at the time at a gym and they were like, we're having a Mother's Day market. Do you want to sell your bibs? And I was like, absolutely. Started selling the bibs and then they just took off. People were messaging me on Facebook Messenger at the time. They were like, can I buy another bib? So I was putting oh in my orders word. and I ran it all through that for a while. And then actually where I worked, where I was a receptionist, they were super supportive. Every market they had, they let me have a stall. Um, and that was a really, really beautiful process. And then I was probably about 23 and I was having a conversation with my brother 
And he was like, why are you still, you know, why are you still at the receptionist job? And I was like, it's good, you know, I used to get commission as well, and get a good, you know, got paid well, da 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 And I said to him, but I feel like I'm kind of ready to, to quit. I feel like I'm ready to, to jump in full time. And I remember calling a girlfriend and pacing up and down my hallway and being like, I'm going to hand in my, in my letter. It's like I'm printing it right now to resign. And she said to me, oh, are you sure you're ready? Like, are you sure you will have enough, like, money and are you sure you'll be, like, is it too soon? <laughs> and that only drove me, to be honest. I was just like, <laughs> absolutely. And I think my my in Scorpio my <laughs> came to play and I was absolutely, like, even more ammo now. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's my personality as well. So, yeah, I just owned it. I went in, handed in the letter. Again, it's that blind faith. It was, you know, I mm. always talk about it the same way. We put our blinkers on. So imagine like we're a horse with the little mm. eye blinkers on. We pop those on for a little bit. Then we cover our eyes and then we jump. And I always imagine each big moment in my life the same. And the blinkers are really important because to me, they resemble not looking sideways mm-hmm. and not looking at what anyone else is doing. Because the way I was doing it maybe didn't make sense to someone else. And at the end of the day, that just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So there it was. And then I never looked back. And I've been, yeah, working for myself properly, no other income. Well, now I have other streams of income, but mm-hmm. no job, I guess, for about five or so years. So what a journey. Oh Very exciting. Oh, my God. So inspiring as well. Um, gosh, so much I want to say. Um, the, the first thing is about the blinkers. I guess the blinkers are also stopping you, like, like your friend, like making all this doubt in your head or creating all this doubt in your head and asking you all of the questions that we probably should ask ourselves but that are also going to be holding us back at the same time right so those blinkers are also to almost block out what other people's opinions are I remember when I first said I was going to quit my really good job and I remember my brother was just like but no one likes their job Sarah it was just like (laughs) "Mm, okay but I'm just not willing to deal with that reality like I'm not okay with that like but all of these kind of opinions like that and it's just so hard to stay focused on on your goal when you're listening to all of that as well right as well as obviously how everyone else is doing it I think that's a really yeah it's so interesting exactly it makes me even think of almost telling less people sometimes it's mm. that whole like yeah <laughs> oh that's such a good yeah yeah totally um I would love to hear as well like if there's if there's been any other really big moments in your life where you're because it just sounds like you're and I want to ask this so that people can just feel like the strength of it if there's been any other big moments that aren't necessarily work related where your intuition and guidance has been like do this and you've done it and you've been held is there any on the top of your head Mm, yes so many just parts in my mind but uh, a recent one and I guess something that's also not career related like you Mm. said is getting into my now relationship um, after three and a half years of you know being single healing and doing a lot of inner work and moving through a lot of stuff you know both from my dad and from an ex Mm. and you know a lot of other people in in my world as well and actually what's interesting about this example is that what felt like intuition was a voice that kept saying, don't do it, don't be with him, you don't even like him, this is too much, you don't want this. And the reason this is a cool example is that this happens a lot with wherever our, I call it wherever our like trauma or wherever our main core wound is. So that might be in your business, that might be with Bunny, that might be in other relationships. It sure as hell was for me. And for me, business is really easy. Falling in love, terrifying, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. So that voice that kept coming through, I was like, that's my intuition. That's saying don't do it. 
However, where we have core wounding, a lot of the time it's actually ego, thought, and what I used to call a mm. scary, scary bear. Um, <laughs> and, I love that. Which is just uh, not us. It's, it's almost something working through us. Mm. And when I could move through all of that and understand and nurture my fear and then move through, move through, unpack, unpack, and find this heart finally in the center of me that wanted to be loved, that wanted to be held, that actually felt really safe with him. Then I realized, wow, this didn't show up as I thought it might, like a roller coaster, like, you know, this intense chemistry, quote unquote, chemistry. Yeah. It actually showed up as calm and safety and love and certainty and consistency. And my intuition was harder to hear there, but I jumped in, blind faith, and here we are six months in, living together, loving each day together. It's just been a magical, magical journey. So I always find that one really, really interesting. I'm sure a lot of people can relate in different ways. Yeah, totally. What sort of, what would you say to someone who had that voice, like you had of don't do it, don't do it, like it's not safe. How would you maybe advise someone on determining whether it's intuition or if it's the trauma wound, like you just, like you just mentioned? Mm. Loaded question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great question. Discernment. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, and learning your discernment. So usually I explained this to people by understanding, which takes time and practice. And I wish there was a simple answer, but there's not. Learning how to discern avoidance, fear, that frequency and what that feels like in your body. What does it sound like as a voice? Where does it come from? Do you feel in your body or out of your body? Does it feel like there's a voice talking through you? What is it? What is that frequency like? Yeah. Then remembering the times when we're in flow, love, all of those in our center, mm -hmm. in our body. And then discerning those times. However, when that's really tricky to discern, how do we get really, 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 really curious? Because usually here, this is where we need the courage to go really inward, as I'm sure mm -hmm. lots of people understand, and pulling it back and being like, okay, what is this trying to show me? Not changing it, not getting rid of it, mm -hmm. sitting with it asking it questions, asking another question, digging deeper, actually asking, you know, where did I get this from? For me, it was a lot of abandonment issues with my dad. Yeah. Okay, this isn't true what's happening right now. It's a reflection. I'm creating something that happened 10, 15, even 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God, so powerful. I feel like that's, as well, one of the biggest questions I get asked on intuition is, a, is, is around, like, what's fear and what's intuition? I feel like you just explained it so well. And it's, like, similar to how I explain it as well in terms of it's the frequency. It's the, yeah. They hold different frequencies, don't they? And it's just, yeah, oh, my God, I feel like that's going to help so many, so many people. Um, so when you started your business the first business let's go to like the fashion brand did you have any of the fear i know obviously like the fear of like jumping in but did you have any of this fear coming up around like maybe you weren't capable or it's, it's out of you know it's too much for you to have your own brand or a lot of these thoughts that a lot of people have when they start their own business is that they don't think they're capable of having their own business did you have any of those fears coming up constantly constantly <laughs> The funny thing is, I still do. And mm. it's so many people by the, you know, the way my personality is or, you know, that I quote unquote successful business. And a lot of my clients like, but aren't you sure all the time? I'm like, God, no. I, wish. <laughs> um, I also just think that's part of being on the entrepreneurial roller coaster. Mm. You know, it's constant psyching myself up looking at myself in the mirror remembering how powerful I am recalling all my wins celebrating myself so yes I still feel them and absolutely then I felt them constantly of you know this person's doing better than me do I really know what I'm doing 
Um, who are you to think this is going to work yeah. constantly? Oh, I love that. And just the fact that you still feel it now as well. I think it's so easy. People think once it's successful, like all of those fears go, but it's something you have to almost control from the start, right? To make it work, but also it's going to be like lifelong journey. <laughs> yeah. And actually that's funny you say that my coach put it in this really good way because we're constantly working with me on how to like to self-regulate um, all mm. my, all my big emotions. And beautiful emotions and he yeah. made this comment the other day and he's like instead of I was like you know I always feel like I don't feel like I'm doing enough in my business I always want more he's like what mm -hmm. if we started to look at this as this really big blessing mm -hmm. and then we can start to tame the beast almost from within and almost from this nurturing place of understanding this part of us that's saying are we good enough did I do enough did I make enough last month da -da 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 is actually a driver who is wanting us to keep getting more, who is hungry with us, who is ambitious and nurturing it that way. And ironically, it softens and the voice actually lessens and I can use it to guide me more. But actually that hunger in me is one of the reasons I've been able to do what I've done, is one of the reasons it keeps, you know, I keep being able to strive towards this. But it's learning to work with these inner, inner workings, these inner parts of us, no matter which way your inner workings work. But becoming friends with it and then, hmm, how can I work with this? Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I love that. In, in the last podcast as well, I was talking about just how many intricacies there are in like creating success in a way of like bringing alignment in. And it's just so many intricacies about energy and our healing and our emotions that create a business. <laughs> She's like got her head in her hands laughing uh, because it is right. It just, um, I've said to a client the other day, it's if you want to heal all your shit, you have to become a coach or, or a healer or some sort of online service-based business because it brings everything to the surface. Like you can't hide away from from these shadow aspects of ourselves you really do magnifying well as I feel yeah mm, yeah I love that um so in terms of either yourself but also obviously you're a business coach so you guide people through this process as well what do you think are some of the most biggest struggles that that people have right now when it comes to starting their own business or creating success in their business mm. A big one I see, and I'm sure you do too, is the financial kind of money blocks mm. and actually the security, allowing that security gap. So mm. almost, I, I say to people that first two to three months, there, will, there needs to be this, as it need to be, but there most likely will be this gap. So a lot of the time, you know, people are trying to make the same income whilst working their job before they leave and I don't know about others but I found that all close to impossible yeah so I actually had to have those few months where I rooted out and I just blindly with faith yet again and <laughs> had that kind of moment that gap I call it so that's a big one the money mm -hmm. so understanding starting to charge um starting to learn how to charge so packaging and all of these little things yeah. big ones and lots of stuff around money mm. and then lots of stuff around intuition actually remembering that there is no way this should be done mm. and that is why my favorite question will always be if I didn't know how this should be done how would I do it and I say it again and again and again yeah. and you know other questions like I'm a big fan of good questions if I allow this to be easy what would it look like if I could make this more fun what would I do if this was just exactly what I wanted and I didn't understand or know anything else in the world yeah. what would I do next and continuously asking yourself these powerful questions powerful mm. questions powerful answers and seeing where we end up because a lot of the time we're shying away at that initial bit of asking ourselves those questions, hard hitting, but also ones that allow us to have freedom and ease and joy so we can start to make those steps. So I'd say it's a little bit of both. It's both the practical and the internal 
as well. So it's kind of working with them together. So practical would be money, structures, packages, internal would be our intuition, our belief systems, understanding, you know, maybe your parents had an idea of working for yourself. It was hard. It was this. People don't succeed. Only 1% of business owners succeed, blah, 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 blah. Mm. How do we overcome all of that? Yeah, I love that. Um, and this, yeah, the strategy is like the masculine and the feminine, feminine side of the business. Yes, yes, exactly. And getting them to dance together. Yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah, getting them to dance together. Um, when it comes to, like you were saying, people doing what their intuition says and following that kind of regardless of what everyone else around them is doing and playing in in the curiosity of it all what would you say to people that have difficulty with comparison because I know this is a really big thing my clients have a lot of the time um is you know you go on Instagram and you look at what everyone else is doing and then you feel like you need to be doing it or you're not doing enough like how how do you kind of work with that with yourself but also your clients Firstly, start small. It sounds so, that sounds such a simple thing to say, but start doing it in little areas. Start doing it 1% more each day. And then eventually you'll start doing it more. Most things are quite simple, but we complicate them. So that's one. The other one goes back to the, the blinkers that I talked about before. Putting our little tunnel vision on, if you will, popping it on and actually physically popping it on. So almost getting your hands, if you could see me right now, getting both your hands and popping them next to your eyes and creating a tunnel over your face because that will energetically remind you, this is what I'm doing now. I'm popping them on when I need to take mm. them off and have a look around, maybe get some inspo, maybe yeah. check out what some other people are doing. I'll physically take them off. I'll have a look around. Interesting. That person's doing that. Oh, I'm getting caught in a web. Oh, I'm getting addicted to see what everyone else is doing. I better pick up my tunnel and put it back up. It sounds yeah. so silly, but it really works. Um, and one last thing that I do work on with clients as well is, of course, digging deeper. You know, really, really understanding the pain of where is this coming from. If I'm trying to control something in my business, what am I scared of? Where is this pain? Where is it in my body? What is it trying to share with me? What am I trying not to look at? So I'm desperately looking outside of myself or that I'm desperately trying to control my to-do list. Where is that pain? And how can I start to understand on a deeper level and get to know myself and know myself so well that when I get stuck in a comparison trap, because Oh, that old wound's coming out. Oh, I don't feel like enough. Oh, I feel like I might get abandoned. Oh, I feel like no one will like me. There's always something deeper going on. Mm, oh my God, I love that. I love that so much. And I just think like everyone struggles or has struggled with that comparison, especially with things like Instagram. Like it's so hard to not. <laughs> um, yeah, I know it was, a re it was really hard for me. Um, I'd say I've got, I've got a lot better at the blinkers for the last year, but before that I would go into deep rabbit holes of comparison and just want to change everything in my business. And I would feel horrible. Like it would never feel good. You know, it would make me feel really, really shit whenever I went on Instagram, just looking at what everyone else was doing. Um, one of the powerful things I did as well was actually physically the whole blinkers is I muted and all mm. other coaches essentially and just left my feed as potential clients and like now I've kind of I've got through that stage and I'm able to see people and see them as inspiration versus like competition but I really needed that time of just like actually blinkers <laughs> like not being able to see them almost because it was it was really hard to stay in my own lane um when there's so much of it around Absolutely. And I think too, in saying that it's, it's remembering that I think you kind of touched on that, that we're all, you know, it sounds so cliche, but we all here to serve differently mm. and that I can't be everything to everybody. Yeah. And for so long, so long, I wanted to be, I wanted, which is a savior complex, right? That's a role we're playing out. Mm. And I 
wanted to be that to everybody. I wanted to save them. I wanted them not to need another coach, this, that, and the other. A, that's ego, but also that's a wounded role that we're playing. And recognizing that, and it's a tough one to sit with, but now it's like, Mm. of course, we all serve differently. Our voices resonate differently. Our messages, the same message resonates differently because I say it one way, you say it another. So that really helped me as well. Yeah. And our energy is all so different as well. Right. So even like you said, if, if, even if someone's doing the same thing as someone else, how they're saying it, their energy behind it, their frequency is going to be different to another one. And I think this is something that is powerful when you can feel that. And when you're on Instagram and instead of this competition, you're seeing people as almost expanders in their own way, but definitely Mm -hmm. not this competition anymore. And I think a lot of it is having this abundance mindset, right? Like there's so many people that need our, need our guidance or our, whatever it is, whatever your service is, that there's enough people that everyone can be full up with their groups or their one-on-ones. Like it's, it doesn't have to be a competition, but yeah, I do remember when I first started, that was another really big thing. Like if someone else was doing really well, I felt this like pit within me that was like, oh, well, then I'm not going to have clients. Like, and it was a subconscious thing. I didn't obviously think that, but, you know, I got that kind of pit in me, like, oh, God, she's doing really well. And it's like, that means I can't do really well. Um, Yeah, Mm. gosh, it's such a journey. (laughs) Right, right. And it's funny because whereas now it's like, okay, that thought might still creep in, but it's more like if I see someone doing really well it's like ah that's in my awareness that's in my mm. my frequency bubble which means I can attract that easily uh, because yeah. it's in it's in my awareness yeah I've said before like I think there's a like an image on my on my Instagram that says like envy is actually showing us what's possible for us right like envy is actually a great a great tool to use if you use it correctly it's like showing you what you can do right now it's showing you something that you could tap into um Mm -hmm. yeah it can yeah actually be used in our favor um oh my gosh I could just speak to you forever but (laughs) I also (laughs) (laughs) um wary that not everyone has all the time in the world so I guess um one of the last questions I want to ask is if someone's currently in this position of really wanting to start stepping into their own business or thinking about starting their own business what's the biggest advice that you could give them obviously I think listening to intuition and guidance is going to be a big one. Is there anything else you would be able to just share that you feel would help someone make that step or feel more confident in their, in themselves? Mm. I mean, I don't just say this cause I am a coach, but get a good coach. <laughs> <laughs> um, it changed the game for me and it was a huge game changer because I always use the same analogy you can't see the label from inside the people jar. Meaning that... (laughs) Strong. strong. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We we don't know. I don't know the questions to ask. I don't know what I'm meant to be looking at without Mm. someone outside of me shining that light onto me. Mm. So... I always am working with someone. I always was. It doesn't even need to be like at the start, it wasn't even in a paid capacity. It was in more of energetic exchanges and things like that. That was kind of going on for me. So huge one. And the other one I'm going to suggest is a really practical one, actually. Get out a pen, get out a piece of paper and really start understanding it. Because there's almost a fear of if it's out there, it's real but also just letting it out there and it doesn't have to be right just because you wrote it down doesn't mean that's exactly how it has to look or it's going to manifest tomorrow because you wrote on a piece of paper you know yeah (laughs) that's so true (laughs) (laughs) right so let your mind really explore and be playful like if you like colored pens and textures write it out play with it do a mind map one of my first things I ever did was this big mind map of all the options of what I could do. I literally, I should find it somewhere. I, I keep everything. And it's literally all the options of what type of service business I could run. And then when I liked them on the next page, I expanded on the idea. So letting your mind wander like childlike. 
And in that, you would discover these really powerful things about what you like, don't like, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, and then start small. Okay, I like the idea of doing uh, business coaching and women empowerment coaching, for example. So then what I did is I took on free clients. I was like, okay, I could do X amount of free clients for this, X amount of free clients for that, and then I can explore it. So that really practical side, I feel, is very, very beneficial as well. Mm, I love those. I love those so much. And yes, to the coach, I feel like some of my biggest moments, or especially with healing, have come from the outside of me, like someone almost like, pointing out intuitively normally but someone kind of showing me something that I like you said with the analogy it was so good like you even coaches like we can't see things like other people can and so even if you're a coach and you've got that story playing that you can't have a coach if you're a coach or anything like that like yeah I I love that such a good analogy (laughs) I need to remember that one I'm gonna steal that (laughs) absolutely be my guest (laughs) um and no I love the mind map as well I think even just getting stuff out of our head on paper it just helps you figure things out and explore things I think it's so hard in our head so hard in our head and I think this is with everything as well like getting it on paper whether it's you're feeling an emotion or yeah like like even exploring what work you want to be doing just getting things on paper is so so powerful um so powerful so my last question my last question is so this this series and this podcast is all around like expanders and expanding what do you feel like the biggest the biggest expanders for you were in terms of helping you expand out so maybe that's friends or family or coaches or a course that you did but was there something that really helped you expand in your being, whether that's business or intuitively? Mm, interesting. I'm going to honestly say the first thing that I felt. Mm. And it's nature. Oh my gosh. It, <laughs> yeah, it really, I kept, you know, I, I thought that I heard that I felt that. And then I was like, Oh, maybe it was a coach or this or that. Mm. But it's, it's coming back to nature. And I always remember and I've said this a few times recently, can you count how many blades of grass in the park? Can you count how many granules of sand at the beach? Can you count how many leaves on the tree outside? And most likely you can't. And it reminds us that we are abundant beings by our core nature. And nature reminds me of that all the time, the abundance, the abundance. If I'm feeling like I look at a tree, could I count how many leaves on that tree? Most likely, no. <laughs> and I'm brought back to that abundance within me and that already exists in, you know, in the quantum field in the infinite universe. And I keep coming back to it. I keep coming back to it. If I feel any lack, it's placing my, you know, my hands down on the grass, it's feeling that, letting it feed me and energize me. It has to, it has to come back to that. Oh my God, that was such a good answer. Such a good answer. And I feel like just the frequency nature holds as well. I know when I'm feeling down, like I'll just sit and look at all the, all the nature around outside our back garden. It's just the frequency it holds just sends you into like, like you said, that place of abundance and nourishment and being held and just all the feels such a good answer um oh my god I could honestly speak to you forever you're so wise so much so much within uh-huh. you um, <laughs> so what have you got right now in terms of your offers how you work with people how can people find you do you want to share all the things because um you are amazing and I want everyone to go and follow you and speak to you and connect with you Yay, thank you, my my love. Like I said, all likewise, likewise, likewise. Um, most of what I do, though, is found on the gram. Um, I post there a lot. All my links live there. It's Adriana Loves with an underscore at the end. Um, <laughs> she did a really cool movement with that, by the way. It was like a <laughs> hand underscore. I was appreciated. 
talking my hands a lot. So, you know, try to give you guys the visual experience while I'm talking through my voice. <laughs> um, so there, and the most things I'm working on are really my, my one-to-one work, um, really working with, you know, people who are really at this point and ready to either have this idea and start making income and impact from it or already are working in it but are kind of, you know, stuck at that maybe an income barrier or even a impact, you know, making impact barrier and want to kind of move to the next stage. And that is kind of where my juiciness lies and bridging mm. that gap in a way. And I've always been a pattern finder. I love identifying a pattern Ooh. and then reminding us of how we can bridge that gap. Mm. Um, and then there's some always delicious kind of group work going on. I have a group running at the moment, a mastermind with 10 women. They are epic. They're amazing. Um, and something similar, 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 similar um we'll run again soon and then I have a pre-recorded course too which just lives in my bio which is delicious and lots of inner work in it um so you can have me chatting to you on tap whenever you want because that is everyone's uh wish I, I hope no kidding. Well, I think it is I think it is <laughs> it's mine <laughs> I wish I could talk to you forever <laughs> too funny so that is all of that and it, otherwise you know I reply to all my dms I apply to everything so I love just connecting and building relationships it makes my mm. heart sing. oh you're so magic thank you so much for your time and sharing all your wisdom I thoroughly enjoyed listening to your story so I hope and I imagine that everyone else will um because it was yeah so 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 good to listen to Thank you so much. Thank you, honestly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for this, you know, these powerful conversations with different people. And you're amazing. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you.